For all my guys out there who are confused and stuck with their nutrition, who need some solutions that are simple and stress-free, check out my ebook that's in the show notes right now. I just released it. It's called Eat Like a Man, Look Like an Athlete, and I've been getting great feedback. It's literally a simple and stress-free guide that has templates and it's easy to follow that breaks down what to eat, when to eat it, how to eat it, how to adjust along the way, how to carb cycle, how to time your workout, nutrition, literally everything you need to know in order to get a better physique, get a leaner physique, be stronger, feel better, be more confident, and optimize your hormones. If you go to the show notes now, you can click the link for the book. It'll take you to a landing page, break down everything you need to know about the page, and you can purchase it there. With the book, you'll actually receive access to a Facebook group for accountability and coaching. So you can ask me anything you need about nutrition, about your training or whatever else you need help with. Go check it out. It's in the show notes now available there. (laughs) Anyway, what were you saying? I almost cut that part out too. Instagram, Snapchat. Yeah. So it says that uh, yeah. 10% of your Instagram followers typically watch your stories daily, whereas 60%, at least 60% plus of your Snapchat friends, followers view your Snapchat stories. Um, but the weird thing is there's more Instagram stories daily. So there's 200 million viewers of Instagram stories every day, uh, but there's only 166 million. So here, and here's my Snapchat theory on that is one. I think that everybody who has both Instagram and Snapchat has more followers on their Instagram than they do their Snapchat. Right. Therefore a smaller percentage is going to probably watch those. Right. right. Um, there's a lot more. Also, there's a lot more like fake bullshit accounts on Instagram. So right. And those people don't, you know what I mean? Um, but I also think like the only purpose of Snapchat is that, right? Instagram story is kind of like a side feature of what Instagram is. Right. Whereas like Snapchat, you go on there strictly to watch people's stories. So you know what I mean? That yeah. If you're not watching, like if you go into that app and you didn't get something sent to you directly, that's your only option. Right. Where right. Instagram, I can look at people's profiles. I can look through my newsfeed. I can go to the search tab. There's so many different things I can do before the stories. Well, look, what are you, what are you better at too? Right? Yeah. Like, that's what it comes down to. I think that a lot of people are trying to do everything and they're trying to dive into every social media platform, right. which is cool. Like if you can learn something and then say, oh shit, like, man, I could, I could really crush it here. Um, you know, and there's, there's potential to always do that, but like, what, what are you really going to commit to? Right. Yeah. Like for me, Instagram has, has become better than Facebook, right? It, yeah. I get more engagement and you know what I mean? So, and that's because I, I focus more time on that. And than, I think too, that we're uh, considered millennials. Right. And I think that millennials are going to be more attracted to Instagram because I don't know if it's just the type of media that it is, but I do think that the millennials, I think they're more approached to that. And it's the same reason why like newsletters and email marketing works better targeting 30 to 50 year olds right. versus, you know right. what I mean? So I think it just depends. Um, yeah. But I, I think in like, what what are you going to have more fun with? Because you're going to be more consistent with yep. it. I like I do, Instagram better. I do like the structure though, better of Snapchat because I can just go through, see who's posted, click, you know, check, check, yeah. check, and then play and then watch them all the way through right. versus where Snapchat, you kind of, or uh, Instagram, you, you have, have to, to sort scroll. of scroll across the top. I think the, and pick and your choose. most frequent ones go to the top though. Yeah. Correct. The, the first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So once it's you kind of like that times, MySpace top eight. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I remember that shit. Tequila That's Tequila crazy. always pumps up on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I went to her garage sale? 
Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Was she just trying to get back and you know get some Afterwards, get some pocket change or what? This was uh, before she hit fame or after? After. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I knew her before. No, no, no. Well, I, was after, just, I didn't know if she was from here or something. And no, you she's just from ended Houston. Up, you, like you went to a garage sale and then like a year later you're like, <laughs> oh shit, that's that chick. No, Ooh, it, what did she get famous for in the first place? So she got scouted as I don't why I know all this. Um, she got scouted out as a like a car model for those car oh, okay, shows. Okay. Um, in Houston, I believe. And then sort of back when people were still reading magazines and yeah, you know, like magazines. the, you know, the sky in front of a skyline right, or something right, like right, that. That's how she, yeah. got especially that fame. fast and the furious time area. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's why she always like posed with like with swords and all that type of yeah. stuff. Um, but this was in 2010 after her fiance had died and then, Oh um, yeah. Okay. So anyways, that so just took a turn, yeah. <laughs> but that's, yeah, I that's wasn't expecting that after that's what had happened. Right. And um, she was having a garage sale, and yeah. you popped in. Oh, okay. Is she from Seattle? No, this was when I lived in California. Uh, okay. So she was. She's from Houston. That's what she's you from said, Houston. Right? Yeah, and um, Cody's not a very good. I don't know where she is now, but where's Houston? Yeah, <laughs> is that in the Caribbean somewhere? <laughs> Fun fact. There you go. Uh, <laughs> all right, shout out to you, Tequila. Yo, I got a. Remember, she's I, a little Kooks McGee though now. So she's probably always been Kooks McGee. <laughs> be honest kooks i got a uh it was my mom's birthday this weekend so we went to barbecue and like i bought her cornhole for her birthday after i texted you that game cornhole is a game okay that's why you i'm sure everybody knows what cornhole is not a lot of people people. do like because i brought it there right and and, just uh, my circle of friends there was only one person (laughs) that knew it was called cornhole and there was like a bunch of my mom's friends and shit there what they call it sacks no they were just like i thought oh they just didn't know okay some shit so, so I'm like, yeah, let's set it up and play. Like everybody's having drinks. And I was like, it's, it's way more fun than you would think. And everybody's like, okay, whatever. And, uh, I walk out and I literally was like, I'm the cornhole King. Just wait. And everybody starts laughing. They're like, that's like, okay, cool. Like you're the cornhole King. And we're, we separated them 27 feet. Cause you gotta be pretty far. And I'm just like, talk shit. And I just threw it kind of fuck around, sunk it first shot. Right. <laughs> After we're playing for a while. And I literally, we, me and Shannon just smashed everybody. And then. Someone was like, said something about playing left hand. I was like, all right, if I play left hand, I'm just going to look like an idiot. Toss it, sink it. <laughs> Everybody was getting so pissed. And they were like, holy shit, you are the cornhole king. The funny thing is, is you can literally like have funny banter with the words cornhole yeah. all night. Like we were laughing for like three hours and it just didn't get old. Like people just kept going. It was so funny. A bunch of dirty old guys like yeah. saying funny yeah, ass jokes. That shit. Oh, it was hilarious. Everybody was like Beavis and Butthead fans. Yep. <laughs> some, some Beavis I and Butthead fan jokes came up <laughs> multiple times. Oh, this shit was hilarious. It's actually a fun game, though. It's, it is. It's super addicting. You can it's, play it for hours. Yeah, it's Dude, one of my One of my friends threw his arm out <laughs> playing, playing cornhole. No shit. I, like I was it. like, bro, how do you do it throwing underarm? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're the most feeble motherfucker on the planet. I like it better than horseshoes, but yeah, sort of, you know, similar. Yeah. It's like the new age or like a safer version of horseshoes. I safer. Guess you and you say. can take it with you. Dude, yeah, uh, yeah. Lawn darts is actually the, the greatest. The circle with the. Yeah. yeah we, we had that out yeah, too. But they ba- they banned it because apparently it so lodged are, in somebody's head. Someone yeah. brought it and it was like a Nerf version. Like they looked like little Nerf balls. So it's not right. the same. It wasn't as yeah. fun. Like, it's dumb. Have we got done, through that game in like 10 minutes, but we played cornhole for like three hours. Yeah. That's have great. you done the one that uh, it's like the pvc pipe with like three different levels and you, oh ladder ball is yeah. that what it is and yeah you, like, you throw the golf balls that's tied to on the a string, string. Yeah. yeah we had that one there too yeah, yeah. 
we had a fucking backyard festival. Nice. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> nice. It was sick, but it was again like a Nerf version, so it wasn't as cool. But but again, it was funny. Like, and then everybody started making ball jokes because you had balls <laughs> on a string. And I walk out, and I was like, "All right, we play a new game." They're like, "Yeah, I'm sure you handle balls well." And everybody starts laughing. I grab it and just toss oh, it, and I was kind of faded. I toss it, boom! <laughs> like first try, and everybody's like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> I was like, "Bro, I'm just super nice at backyard fucking activities. <laughs> so fun." But then, it, and then we started playing like fucking around with the soccer ball. And I was barefoot, and I tried to like kick it behind my leg, and I just kicked the ground hella hard. Now I had this huge bruise, and like it literally you got turf toe. Yeah, dude, it hurts to walk. Like. Uh, so I fucking fucking up, up your leg day Yard day Man, It was fun <laughs> It's getting to be that time of year too here So for those of you who aren't from Seattle And never been to Seattle This is the time to come Actually it gets crazy I, I won't even go downtown Seattle Like this oh, time I, of year it, Yeah, no. It's ridiculous Unless I, I got family from out of town And I'm really committed to spending the entire day I was just about to say If you have the whole day to do it Man. You should Because like if you go to Alki It might take you two hours to park Yeah but when you get out there, but it's already fun. Like, so now that I can take the Jeep off, uh, the top off the Jeep, that'll be fun because everybody has the convertibles. Everybody's just sitting up on their cars, blasting music. That shit's hella fun. I can't wait to go. Up I just have that. to stay at home. I'm sure you do. A little hermit. Yeah. It's because like, <laughs> we like, never get sun, man. What's gotta, that? We never get sun. You yeah. got to get out there. Yeah. That's why I was out in the yard earlier. Just doing work. Hey, we're out in the mountains. So we be hiking oh yeah it's yeah. beautiful yeah. Up there. i'd rather be like in the backyard than like crowded in the backyard <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know well that's what was cool about like my mom's house is huge backyard for yeah. barbecue all that shit yeah so it was dope anyways come to seattle put best my, summer put my rollerblades on just you know keep on patio <laughs> my con rollerblades <laughs> listening to madonna all right you, you wait you wait when i get home i'm gonna send you you'll see my you'll see my sick rollerblades <laughs> Do you actually use rollerblades? Mike, Michael still has a, a Walkman. <laughs> oh yeah, clip it to your yeah, belt. The yeah, yellow, the yellow one. Yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Dude, when I when I moved the la- or so when I moved out of my parents' house, I had a I had a bunch of shit in my closet, and I found a disc man. Oh yeah, that's what and I had. I was like, dude, I almost kept it because I was like, man, I feel like this thing is gonna be super valuable one day. That's sick, but I never. I don't think I had probably a not. Yeah, I had. A, I had. A disc I had a Walkman. Sure. I had a Discman. I had a Walkman for. I, I mean, I'm still on like the super young end of that, so I only had it for like a year or two before the Discman came out. So yeah, yeah. true. That's probably why I never had one. You're a I years just me. got rid of last summer. Actually, you just uh, got rid of your Walkman. No, the. <laughs> Like the Sony boombox that had the you could oh, have yeah. two different CDs in the top. Oh, okay, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or and the two different tapes. Yeah. So you could have like four different things going on. Yeah. I but, used to have um, I used to have one of these the with the the ghetto blaster. Yeah. That's actually what inspired this tattoo. Yeah. Because yeah. I love that thing. I fucking love Carried it everywhere with you. Yep. <laughs> we go to the park and it took like six, like. Uh, what are those D, D batteries, batteries. Yeah. Those big ass D batteries? I would right. take that thing everywhere, dude. My dad would get so pissed off because we spent so much money on batteries. Yeah, like I just just play that thing, uh, Will Smith Summertime. Oh gosh, and just yeah, hoop. of course, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, well, enough of the memories. We actually got a lot of we got a lot of questions. This, you guys are fucking awesome for sending in all these questions. So this is gonna be a good episode. All right. Uh, so the first question from Carolyn, uh, she says, you guys are the greatest. 
So thank you, Carolyn. Thank you. You're the greatest. Um, she says she was wondering if you had any resources you could recommend to learn more about mobility exercises. Any information, books, mm-hmm. or resources that um, that would be greatly appreciated, she says. So if you listen to this podcast before, it depends on how, how, uh, how long you've been listening, but um, I don't really read that much. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to so, say. <laughs> Uh, but I will say that I, I still reference uh, the only piece of literature really on on that matter would be um, Max Max Shank. He he wrote a book called uh, Ultimate uh, Athleticism, right? So and uh, um, Supple Leopard though too. Supple Leopard. I actually it. haven't I haven't read that. I one, haven't read so. the entire thing, but I've dug through it because there's there's a. I mean, that one goes through everything. Right. Like literally, it's not just like the five minute flow. So if you're trying to get to the point where you just want to read through some shit so you can implement a strategy right away. Like I definitely think Max Shank is the best way to go. But if you're trying to like, if you're a coach trying to learn like in depth about the body, about movement, about mobility, about everything, then I would definitely get the self leverage because it's, it's big, but Kelly Sturette is known for that shit. And he goes through, I mean, like a ton of stuff. So, and and Max, I mean, he, in that book, he offers like so many different, like even with like kettlebells and you know, there's, there's so many different variations and, Obviously, you know, I, I went through his his course. Uh, it wasn't even like a, a five minute flow. It wasn't the five minute flow course. Um, it was just it was it was his ultimate athletic. So it was based on the book. And that's yeah. literally what we went through. So we went through all that content. We went through the entire book in in two days. Um, and it was, so that was probably one of the best experiences. Uh, anything for me, I'm just a hands-on learner. So anytime that, yeah, go to courses, um, look up Max Shank. Uh, he does live videos weekly. Um, Get it, yeah, he has a Facebook group too. He Get has a Facebook group. I think it's called five minute flow. Yeah. And then, uh, YouTube, man, YouTube. I think that's so, but like with something like nutrition for me, I read a lot because it's easier to read nutrition mobility right. i think it is important to see it because right. there's so much cueing and different individualism inside of doing like those five minute flows and stuff mm-hmm. that i think it is way more important to watch his videos yeah in like kelly Strad again the same same thing he has a ton of stuff on youtube i actually don't know if i, th- I think on it they have they have quite a bit of stuff on youtube mm-hmm. but even if you just look for their courses their durability course uh their foundations course like man, like that stuff was again, like that was a game changer. And, and the thing is, is like, you can always get right. There's so much information and there's so many different tools and, uh, systems I I should say that, uh, that you can use. What, what I love to do is I, I love to explore and try to find out like what works best for me. Right. And like what's most applicable for my practice, which is most of the time it's going to be larger group, uh, settings. Right. Right. And, and I can't necessarily, like, I don't have the time to go through each individual's, like each of my semi-privates, like, you know what I mean? Cause I have multiple people at one time, so I can't go through like the FRC stuff or anything like that, which I haven't even done the course yet, but I've worked on some stuff with, with Luca. Um, and it's good shit, but at the same time, like you, you really just got to find like what you can apply, um, whether you're going to do it for yourself, whether you're going to, you're a coach and you want to apply it to your clients, larger group settings. So, uh, there's so many different things that you can, that you can do, but those things that we just mentioned. So on it, uh, check them out, check their courses out and sp- specifically John Wolf. Uh, he's one of my favorites. Um, Max Shank, 
and then I actually just picked up this mobility stick. So I'm going to uh, shoot some videos on that. I'm still playing around with it, exploring new movements and techniques with that thing. Uh, so you can check uh, you can check that out. It's, but as don't, well. don't we have something in the? Is that what you were doing over there? That's what I was. Yeah. So if, if is it in the show notes? It's in the show notes. Okay. And it's on the face. So my, my mobility. Yeah. 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 So yeah. if right, you right. sign up for the mind versus <laughs> yeah. muscle bundle, you'll get the mobility with it as long yeah. with my nutrition stuff. So, so and, yeah. and that's, yeah, like definitely that that's in a very, uh, you know, that's, that's mostly for people who are ready to get started, right? Like if you can't find a place to start, start there. Um, yes, you can learn from it, but I think that w- the more of the direction that she was going is, is more of, you know, really like continuing education gotcha. and is she digging. So she a coach? Uh, from from the sounds of it, I mean, well, my thing too is is like one get the bundle because I'm sure there's just loves because to learn. I think like I think you're being a little modest about the mobility because a lot of times mobility like it seems simple and stuff but when right. you get down and really try to do that shit it's not simple like right. it, it takes some time but also even though that's like the foundational stuff like you said it's great to be able to apply to your clients or like learn how to teach people. So if you're looking to continue education, the best way to learn is to teach. So get that and start teaching uh, big time. So check out the mind versus muscle. It's it's full body too. It's simple stuff. I break it down. It's cues that, I use every single day, and that's the and that's the powerful so, thing, man. Like, because exactly. I can run through shin boxes all day, but when you start cueing me, it changes everything. Yeah. Um, which reminds me too, because we got something else, and I I said I wanted to do this last episode, and we'll do this for like a week, let's say. Click the link for the Eat Like a Man, Look Like an Athlete book. If you're a guy and you want that uh, nutrition guide that breaks down everything for you, I'm going to make it free uh, for about a week for any of the listeners. So it's only the link in the show notes that you'll be able to get that for free. Um, So check that out and then check out the Mind vs. Muscle um, bundle and all. Make sure it's free before you post this episode, Michael. Gotcha. So remind me to actually go in there and we'll, do that. We'll put the dates in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, I'll, I'll make a separate page for the for the listeners on that one. And then I, I got a little something else too. I would just I always want to like ask this, but then we keep talking. I forget what makes somebody say wolf instead of wolf or roof. Instead like of every time you roof. say John Wolf, uh, like in my head, I'm thinking it's John say wolf. wolf, 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 What make? But like, I mean, there, I know a lot of people that do that. I think it's just what how you. I, I think it's just how you pronounce something, right? Like some people that, say, like some people on what, on the west side of Washington? of the mountain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what like, I was about. We to say, say Washington. Uh, you go on the east side of the state. People say Washington. See, my yeah, my grandma says Washington like crazy, but yeah. she's from Oregon, so. Hmm. But that's what I like. It doesn't make Wash and Washington. Some people say roof or roof. Roof. Yeah, I say roof. Yeah, roof or roof. I say roof. Hmm. Roof. It's all wolf. Same. Wolf. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, my grandma. My grandma says catsup instead of ketchup. Really? My other. This is the Canadian one. Okay. So I don't sense. know if that's a Canadian thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All I, think, just... I think, and I think some of it is regional. <laughs> regional too, maybe. Uh, but I love Canada. Like soda and pop. Yeah, I think what soda's East Coast, pops West Coast. That's I have I no idea. I don't know. I heard like people on the East Coast say soda, and then people on the West Coast. Yeah, maybe like actually, I I can't even. Remember. I had a friend who. Literally, like we we had like this argument, and it was pretty much me saying like, "I don't give a fuck what you call it," but like I called it pop, and he was like, "Dude, it's, it's soda. soda." Yeah, like chill out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn. <laughs> damn. It's not fucking pop. It's soda. Yeah, it, see, it must be a West Coast because I chill say pop. the fuck out. I say pop as well. It's funny. Soda pop, and then some people just call it Coke. Yeah, like everything they call Coke, right? Yeah. 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 So that's a little weird too. <laughs> that is weird. Even though they're Fuck like, it. no, I wanted to spread. I can't believe that say, Coke used to actually have cocaine in it. What? Like Coca-Cola. Like it, 
Yeah. Are you, are you the coca? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's like it, it was like sweetened from the coca leaf, like actual coke. Isn't that crazy? Like <laughs> way back. Not enough to get you high and shit, but wow. Isn't that nuts? To get you addicted? Probably. That's probably where it stemmed from. I mean, it's Man. just like now it's just caffeine. The type of stuff that like that is gangster. Yeah. It's you didn't just know like that? the. It's just, I did not know real? that. Or no. like people will insert like specific fats and sugars into food because it is right. an addicting flavor yeah. that like, like you know McDonald's. what I mean you get that yeah you get that oh, hormonal release so and want to keep <laughs> oh god bro it's so gross like oh god those fries that don't go bad ever oh god just thinking about what they're things. made of yeah, and love... like ugh dude it just it grosses me out but there's nothing you can leave that burger on the counter for three weeks and come back and eat it <laughs> yeah I love it's that so good pick up where you left off <laughs> out of all the people who should not be eating that shit ever it it's you <laughs> Me? Yes. <laughs> oh. How come? Because you have Crohn's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> just I just don't want to work out as hard. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, I, wish. I wish. I wish it was that easy. Uh, but funny. you know, sometimes you just can't pass up a good, <laughs> a good old Big Mac, huh? Yeah. But um, nasty ass. But I mean, you probably, you probably don't know, but have you ever noticed that the soda... Or pop tastes so much better from McDonald's than anywhere else. Nope. No, I don't go there enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, if you I did, haven't been there in years. You well, know what's funny is like the, the I I literally haven't been there in years, but every once in a while I'll go to drive through and get a large pop when I'm just like in the summer when it's super hot. But do but you I find that it's like per like perfect temperature? They probably put cold. more s- syrup in it. Well, something. they've invested. I mean, from Food Network, so don't quote me. Quote them. They've inv- like McDonald's has literally invented and like invested their own like specific cooling system for those like wow. syrup pipes and everything that to make it perfect so that wherever you go it's always the same consistent and that's why it always tastes because they better. used to have uh that's crazy they used to have like flat you know yeah. like every once in a while Watery. shit would be yeah, yeah. But, so then you know i mean you guys don't but maybe some of you listening know if you go other places and get a soft drink <laughs> it's not as good There's somebody on the other side of this but, of this podcast right now going so, <laughs> yes, I, I, I do know Michael. My, I know my, it. my people. These are my people listening. I'm there thinking. right now. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Getting a Mountain Dew in the drive-thru right now. Dude, there's nothing better than putting on that waist trainer belt, that lotion, getting all Dude. geared up, go to McDonald's. God. Get my devil's advocate. Yeah, how are you a part of this? Uh, <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> all right. I'm joking. I'm joking. All right. Next question from Instagram. From T Solano, fifty four, asks low carbs diet. Is it a long term or short short term result type of diet? And what are your thoughts on it? For me, there's no term on low carbs. <laughs> you can't survive. <laughs> Hell no. I think uh, I think it can be a long term because I think certain people do function better with low carbs. Um, and even if they are the type of person who craves carbs, they like foods that are having carbs. Their brain is just not functioning the same way. Their nervous system doesn't function the same way. Their digestion, all that shit just doesn't work the same as when they have a low-carb diet. I can't, like, there's so many people that just will, like, honestly admit that they function better on a low-carb diet. And I think that's the important thing is they're aware enough of their body that they understand, like, okay, I fucking love cake, but I understand that my body is fueled better off of fats and proteins and low-carb. Yeah. So I'm going to stay that way. a little bit when they eat it. So I (laughs) What'd you say? I said they die for a little bit when they eat it. <laughs> I think that uh, if you're that person, I think it is a smart, sustainable choice for the long term. But I think that um, 
the most important thing is just finding what works for you. Like that's always going to be what it comes down to. Like Theo said, for me, I have to have carbs. Like I just function better with carbs. Um, I can actually go pretty low fat and not really be disturbed by it at all, where some people it affects them pretty bad. So you got to be, this is why I like tracking your nutrition, even if it's like a basic, just writing on a notepad, because if you just feel like shit all the time, but you have no idea how you're feeling your body, you will never know what your results and feelings could right, be right. if you change things. So try the low carb diet, track, see how you feel and don't just track what you're eating, but track your mood, track your energy, mm-hmm. track your workouts, track your recovery, see how, if you lose body fat, see if you gain muscle, whatever. Um, and then if it works, stick with it. If it doesn't, don't yeah. stick with it. But yeah. the I'm, best- I'm a much better person when I'm good on protein and carbs majority of people do really well with like a 40 40 20 split like 40 protein 40 carb 20 fat um and that fat carb can kind of bounce back and forth between 20 to 30 fat and like 30 to 40 protein i think that's the most important thing so find what works for you and then just if you can adhere to it then yeah it's a long-term thing but performance is usually better with carbs for majority of people awesome all right next one from instagram michael zero three says, this past January, I started listening to you guys. And in February, I went to a blood analysis test in the clinic and turned out my cholesterol and triglyceride levels were up to the roof. I listened and applied what you guys preach. I hired a coach, not the coach I wanted, but the coach that I could afford. And he helped me with the nutrition plan. I was already doing CrossFit, but didn't see noticeable results until I followed the nutrition plan. 90 days later, did another blood test, and the results were good. Everything came back normal. The secondary but good effects is that I lost a bunch of weight from 183 pounds to 160. Most of my muscular mass is gone. And now I want to start a new 90-day challenge. So uh, his muscle mass? Most of his muscle mass is gone. Okay. Uh, Wants to start a new 90-day challenge and wants to bounce back some of the weight that uh, only... Some of the weight, but only in muscle mass. So his question is, should he stop doing CrossFit and start building muscle, start a muscle building program or just need to change up his nutrition plan? So uh, let's talk about the triglycerides first, because that's actually a pretty common thing. Like even if people don't get tested, it's it's pretty common that those results would happen for most people and they're in a negative place. I think what happened with him from like, obviously this, we don't know everything about him, but I think that most likely his nutrition plan was just really, really low calorie. Cause if you lost that much muscle, but your triglyceride results were better, that tells me that your triglycerides are better simply from a matter of having less body fat on your body. Because that's a big issue. If your body composition is really out of whack, then your health measures are going to be shitty to say the least. And so he probably went really low carb. He probably didn't maintain much muscle. I think the most important thing for triglyceride health is limit alcohol consumption, lower body fat, and then have a balanced diet with healthy, healthy fats in there. Like you got to get your omega threes. You got to get the right fats to get your triglycerides in check. Um, and then not like diet super, super hard though, because I would say like if he kept going down the path that he's going, if he's on a really low calorie diet, his triglyceride measures probably wouldn't stay good for very long. Now, if you're trying to build muscle, don't do CrossFit. I mean, well, look. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I won't. I mean, I, I said that before we we uh, got on the mics, and you know, just just kind of like joking. But let's. I mean, let's or do both. Let's let's really look at it though. Like, yeah, you can you can definitely do As both. Like your metabolic work, yeah. Yeah, but like, I mean, some of the most jacked motherfuckers on the planet do do CrossFit, 
I think that my only thing, just like with anything else, is that it depends on the coach, yeah. right? So a lot of these top CrossFit coaches or people who are training these top athletes, those guys are those guys are paying out. Like, and you know, so if if budget is an issue, right? Like, there's so many different ways that you can go about uh, training and not being so high risk, right? Yeah. So it's not like something that you can. You're not just gonna read about a uh, a power snatch or uh, a, a clean a barbell clean to squat and all these Olympic lifts and then expect to go do it with success, yeah. right? Like that's a practice that you have to have. And if you don't have a good coach and, you know, Christian Thibodeau talked about a lot. He's like, man, a lot of these coaches are are allowing their their athletes to get away with, with missed reps. So, and, and the example that he gave was like, look, like I had a girl who could do uh, – I think it was like two uh, a 225 pound snatch or something like it was pretty crazy, right? And then she would go down to uh, you know in competition, you know if she did something that was like 155 or something like that, that she missed the rep, and every time right after that she couldn't get above that because she just practiced bad reps. Yeah. So especially with something like that, when the movement is so complex, right, there's a lot more room for error. So, and and, and what I'm getting at is, look, like you can do a, a ton of research and, you know, you can go on YouTube and you can listen to this podcast and you can find out a little bit more about basic movement patterns and you can really coach yourself to success if you're one of those people who can stay self-motivated and, uh, again, like you're staying on top of your education and you start writing your own programs and figuring out what works for you, I think that you're going to have uh, better success. Like you, like we mentioned before, hiring a coach is the best option. You did that. Maybe not the coach that you wanted. So maybe you do a little bit uh, of um, some practice by yourself, right? But again, like it's not that you should stop doing CrossFit. It's that maybe like Cody said, maybe piece something else into your regimen or uh, find really a coach that is like knows their shit. Well, let's like, so if you look at uh, like a really well-known CrossFitter who is jacked out of his mind, if you look at their typical workout, let's say three or four days a week, what they actually do, they start with like a mobility circuit to get in good pattern. Then they go into explosive reps. So they'll do snatches. They'll do barbell cleans. They'll do these power movements. But they're probably sitting there doing 10 sets of three with a heavy weight. Right. And it takes them a while. Then they go into their heavy compound lifts. They're doing – and they just do a different style of this stuff. So they might do a barbell deadlift with a ring push-up and a ring chin-up with a really slow negative, which can be considered strength work. Yep. But they take their time doing it. And then they finish with like a Metcon circuit, which is going to be like a clean into a pistol squat with a swing and then a sled pull. Like that's what those guys are doing and that's why they're jacked. The issue is is generic CrossFit – create classes that are doing wads because which is everybody all of wants it. to do yeah so they take everything that i just explained and put it in one circuit and give you a timeline to do it because and it from a structure perspective when you're looking at bringing a bunch of people into doing a group class i get it because we run boot camps like i get it you have to have like flow you have to have a circuit you have to get it people in and out because you can't just spend all day work on a snatch with 20 people right so but that's what crossfit is so they try to emulate it into a class so that's where i think it goes wrong so if you want to do CrossFit style training and get jacked, you want to break it up and do it how I explained. If you're looking to start building muscle again, I would suggest separating your workouts and maybe you do a couple Metcon style workouts where you're doing some high intensity stuff and you're 
putting the barbell away and you're doing like rowers, sleds, uh, kettlebells, kettlebell work, and you do it yeah. in a CrossFit fashion, that's cool. That'll help you keep fat low and you keep your high intensity work up. But then spend three or four days a week doing compound movements, lifting with dumbbells, doing hypertrophy style training like a bodybuilder. Because if you want to build muscle, bodybuilders right. are the best guys at doing that. So, right. And that doesn't mean sitting around on a cable machine all day, but it does mean training more similar to a bodybuilder some of that time. And then with nutrition, it's just a matter of getting out of the caloric deficit. So if your protein is super low, get your protein back up to about a gram per pound, get your carbs back up, get your fat up so your calories go up a little bit, but do it slowly as you start training this way so you can build muscle in the process of maintaining your lower fat level and your triglyceride health like that's going to be the best way to go for where you're at and i think in addition to that too is man like make sure that anytime you do high intensity and this is something that we preach every single day at, at vigor is uh practicing successful reps man like i like i mentioned before so man you might have to repattern everything that that you've ever done like squat deadlift uh or or your hinge pattern um single leg movements like lunges and split squats push-ups uh overhead press like you might have to go through and completely revamp how you how you perform right those movements because that's also going to play into a, a, a lot of your success man like the the less that uh you're injured and you know the healthier that you can stay and then you just build on top of that man like it's going to be a game changer. And and there's been people who've been coming up to me recently saying like, man, like, you know, have you, have you put on some muscle or have you put on some weight? I personally, I haven't stepped on the scale, but I was having a a, a conversation with Luca yesterday and he was like, uh, or, and I told him that I'm taking kind of the, the FHT, the functional hyper, uh, functional hypertrophy training uh, approach by uh, Dr. John Russin into my own. I'm not doing that program, but what I'm doing is building up, a lot with ramp up sets. So I'll, every exercise that I do, I got like at least six sets because, you know, I might be starting off at a lower weight, but I'm priming that movement. And then, you know, obviously that adds into volume and stuff like the that. The best way so, to build muscle pain free, exactly. injury free. Right. But that also, that adds to a ton of volume on the muscle, which yeah. is one of the biggest movers of hypertrophy. So it makes sense. All right. Also from Instagram, yo be fit asks what are some tips for new trainers to help them be more confident in putting together an effective program designed for clients so we and and actually is going to be number one so yeah i mean just repetition but um you know i i also got uh another uh message um on instagram similar question uh and, and we do have a couple of episodes on this so um programming for foundational strength programming one-on-one um so you can go back you can listen to those what i would say and just what cody just said is is experience right like you figure out right exactly how you should be programming so think about movement patterns program based around that and then just keep doing it right like in and i think a lot of what we do is we program for ourselves so man, like figure out what works, what doesn't work. Listen to people that are way smarter than you. Um, and, and not just stop at the podcast, but look at guys like Ben Bruno, Joe DeFranco, John uh, Jay Ferugia, yeah, John Russell. They have so much articles and so much content, and like years and years. It's all free. And it's yeah, again, Most it's it. all free. So man, like, you know, do your homework and then, you know, keep practicing. Cause I, I will say that when I first came into Vigor, like Dude, like group speaking was my biggest fear. 
Like I probably would have rather died at that point than actually got up in front of 30 people and started coaching them through warmups and a workout. So reps. a lot of it is, yeah, just reps in it. But I think yep. too, so like I'm going to take a slightly different approach because I don't write any of my own programs, but I used to, like I did that for a long time and I tried a lot of things because it was important for me to learn. But then I found a lot of power in outsourcing that. So I bought, well, I didn't buy it because we got the hookup on FHT. I've, I did that. I've bought a ton of Christian Thibodeau stuff. I've bought Joe DeFranco stuff, Jason Frugia stuff. I've hired multiple different online coaches. I do Renaissance periodization. So like even right now, I'm still paying for other people's programming styles. So w one of two things happens. One, I'm more accountable to my own body because I always do better just like the client does when I have accountability and when somebody is a biased opinion of what I actually need to work on and I do somebody else's program. And when you put money down, you just have more skin in the game. Right. But I've also yeah. learned so many because there's so many different ways to do it. And I've learned from so many different people that I can implement all these pieces to get my own style of programming for myself. Like I program like nobody else programs because I've taken all these little pieces and put them into how I do right. it. Right. So I think that's important. Um, whether it's books. Um, I mean, you can buy so many programs out there for different styles of training that is just like a somewhat generic because it's for the masses, right. but it's, it's targeted towards a specific goal and you can buy that, learn about that, buy a different goal, learn about that. So I think that's really important um, because yes, experience is the most important, but it's, it's tough to say, just get experience. So just do whatever for the next two years and then you'll get it right. You know what I mean? So I think in the meantime to get that experience, it's about buying the products, reading the free products and just trying things out. And if you do end up getting a coach or somebody like, and you're a coach yourself, pick their brains, like just ask questions about shit. Cause that's what I did. Like when I had, uh, either online coaches or Luca writing my programs or anybody, like I would just ask about everything. Why is this here? Why is this? Why this? Why this much volume? Why is it this tempo? Like everything. And you'll find out too, that with most of these coaches, like when you reach out to them, like they they'll, love talking they'll, about yeah, it. they'll answer back. Yeah. I love like we, it's just what, that's why we do this podcast. We right. love geeking out about this shit. Right. So it's, it's huge. All right. The final question from Marty Marr. Marty, Marty Marr. Marr. Let's it's, go. Uh, this, so, guy's, this guy's on every episode. <laughs> I know. He's, I see what you're doing there, Marty. <laughs> I like it. He's coming through with another, what would you call it? Uh, personality, personality question. Personality question. Yeah. There we go. I was looking for the word there. My guy. All right. So he wants us to give him, share our top three favorite kicks of all time. Uh, the Concord Elevens. So but how are we gonna categorize like for training, lifestyle, and regular? Just just I mean, any just, said kicks. just looks. General, yeah, okay. just anything. Okay. Go ahead. So I'm gonna go with the Concord Elevens, uh, Jordan's Concords. You gonna pick a color? Oh, Concord. the Concords. Okay, so is that the is that the, <laughs> the white and black with the black patent leather? Um, okay. Yeah. I think I I have the tuxedos. Then, yeah, it's yeah, the opposite, yeah, right? yeah, the okay. opposite. Yeah. So um, Concord those, Elevens. Those are classic. Uh, the classic Timberland boots. <laughs> Got to do it to them. Um, and then actually the my... ones that they always try to tell you you can't get in the door. Oh my God. I feel like we've been to I multiple felt, clubs dude. and shit and they're like, you can't come in with those boots. And then you got somebody who's right in front of me who just walked in with some beat up vans yeah. or like some sketchers. I'm like, bro, like, look at that. Like, yeah. at least my shit is clean. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. It's because you can hide stuff in there. I'm assuming. Like a knife or something. It's got to be I that. I guess so. But or you can hide some, but something in baggy pants. You yeah. Know, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Pants yeah. hanging it off their ass. Really and you're talking about, 
you know, I got my shit up where it needs to be, and all I'm wearing is Timberland boots, and mm. you're telling me I can't come in the club. But anyways, yes, I'm still going with the Timberlands. Um, and then uh, I would have to say, actually, the uh, the new Chucks, like they kind of like revamp the Chucks, Chuck and the Kings. way that they do the the sole. Um, man, those are hella comfortable. So I'm gonna go with they got the with lunar sole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got, I got like three pairs of those. Yeah, I'm gonna go with easy. Actually, the original Chucks. I I the black original Chucks. Like to me, the look is better. Um, I have I like the the new Chucks are more comfortable, but I still gotta go with the classics. Then I would go with uh, man, this is gonna be a tough. I, I would almost pick like the Chuck ones and the Chuck twos to be honest with you. Feel like because I can train in those, I can wear them wherever. The Chuck twos actually look nice enough to get into like nice places too. And then I know those are my go-to now when whenever I gotta go yeah. somewhere. Obviously, I can't wear the fucking Timberlands. <laughs> get profiled like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, this is hard. Do you know any of yours? Mine are easy because I wear the same three shoes. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, that was easy for me too. Like Jordan is is that's that's what I'm saying. Materialistic like, as I get. I work <laughs> out in Chuck the Chuck ones and I wear them outside all the time. And then if I go to a nicer dinner, I wear the Chuck twos. Like <laughs> it's like <laughs> I wear more Chuck and I have a million Nikes, but like none yeah. of them are really like that great to me. I'm gonna say a throwback to the Nike shocks because they kind of actually okay. I had a pair changed of those. the yeah, game I had, and I had to work my face off for those shoes. Yeah. Those were like 150 dollars yeah. and you could. I remember you could customize them, yeah. like whichever you wanted. So I think those are, so are Vince cool. Vince Carter used to wear those. Um, I'm pretty lazy, and I like to just throw and go. So like Vans, just slip some Vans on, um, and then my cowboy boots because I'm always. Yeah, you do cowboy. rock those cowboy boots. I yeah, them. you are a hillbilly at heart. <laughs> I think my, <laughs> my third one will just have to be like the the Nike Flyknit Racer Freeze. Not the racer. Damn, that Nike, was a long ass. Nike yeah. Flyknit free runs, I think. You have them too, right? You have like... These ones? The ones I got on? Yeah, those ones are hella comfortable. Yeah, those are probably cool. the most comfortable Nikes I own, yeah. I think. They're just hella Actually, simple. Actually, no. What am I... No, I would go with the NMDs. The Adidas NMDs. All day. Okay. Those are so comfortable. Oh, shit. I forgot about the boost, though. Okay, see, now this Dog, is... Dog, you... Man, you got a closet like a female, bro. Yeah. You got so much shit. I got more shit it's than ridiculous. Actually, I thought I had more shoes than her, and then she was. I said that, and she was like, Pfft, and she pulled out like two buckets, <laughs> just like because they can just throw boots in there. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, never mind. Flats, that's and crazy. And that's just get so you. much money, though. It's yeah. like so. I would go. I would go with the Chuck Ones, the Chuck Twos, and then I would go with Adidas NMDs, only because the boosts and the Yeezys are twice as expensive. You know what? It's crazy because I actually really love like fashion. I love looks and and all that shit. Like I just can't wrap my head around like spending that much money spending hell of money. because you know especially like in just my lifestyle the way it is now i'm either at home working on my computer then i go to the gym i train and then i have to you know we have a, a specific code that we got to follow at uh at the gym as far as when we train clients and then i go home you know yeah what I mean? so like, like and, yeah. and i've been like dude i haven't bought any new nike shit or anything recently just because of that like i've finally kind of just realized like man like i got yeezys i got like four nmds i got right. every color of chuck twos like and i'm just looking at them like bro i wear like 
my black free yeah. lunch to the gym and then I wear my chucks when I'm at home. <laughs> like, Dude, I used to like it. even even when uh when we were going to school when actually when I first met you, bro, I had I had hella Jordans. Yeah. You know, and I used to so I used to be into all that stuff. Too. Yeah, I used to train <laughs> at Jay's. Actually I trained in the uh in Concord, the Concords. Yeah. Um man, like I yeah, I used to I That's used to thing. be all on top of that, but my lifestyle was yeah. completely different. I feel you. Because I have I have Jordan elevens, I got the Jordan ones. Those yeah. are sick. I got Yeezys. I like bro, they're all in the boxes and I don't even yeah. If you had to choose one shoe, what would it be? If I had to choose, it would be the Chucks. Chuck twos. Yeah, I'd go with the Chuck they're, ones. They're way more comfortable because the the Jordans. See, but I don't like training. Have you ever trained in them? Uh, no. I feel like the Chuck ones are better for training. If I had to pick one shoe for every like period, I'd pick the Chuck ones just because of that. But you could also train barefoot. So yeah, I wouldn't be without my cowboy boots. So. Damn. There's nothing more comfortable than a broken in pair of cowboy boots. I swear. I, I, but how long I find that hard to, to believe. They look, just look so stiff. Like they're pointy. No, yeah. I no. feel like my, you ever see those people where their pinky toe just like curves in <laughs> super tough from wearing boots for too long? No. Nah, that's funny. No. Uh, Actually, my favorite pair is grandma. my grandpa's old boots are my favorite pair. Damn. So yeah, like 60 years it takes to break them in? No, no, no. He's had them for a while. But they're just the most comfortable. And it's something about that, like the arch support too with the heel. I don't know. I could stand in them all day. You could probably squat like a beast in those. <laughs> I'll wear them in Hell next time. You can't even run in those. Yeah. I used to wear them. It's like running in snowboard boots, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the boots. Oh, Michael, yeah. You for real uh, a hillbilly. It's I, I, I never knew that about you up until... Or Up redneck until recently, or redneck, whatever. I feel like redneck because what's the difference really? between it? I think a, a, and a redneck. Well, a redneck is more of like a country boy, like cowboy shit. Like they're doing work in the yard and on their truck and shooting shit. And I feel like a hillbilly is a guy that lives in a trailer with a grass straw <laughs> and drinks, <laughs> drinks some moonshine, drinks, and, drinks Michelob Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad used to drink that shit. <laughs> so your dad's a hillbilly. No, he just Michael's like, a I redneck. Think he was trying to cut calories, man. That's like, isn't that lower calorie? Michelob I don't, Ultra. I don't know. I don't really drink beer like that. Michelob so. Ultra. It's just like Corona Light. I don't know, but sure. Would Would you agree, hillbilly versus redneck? Yeah, I, I think I'm somewhere in between. Hey, then there you go. I don't know. Minus the moonshine. Yeah, you got goats. You got yeah. goats. Yeah. See, that kind of takes you into. The I feel like I feel like side. cowboy. More than yeah yeah yeah. Well, it always throws the people goats, off. The goats kind of pull them away from the. No, we need to create a Venn diagram, and like hillbilly cowboy and redneck. Put on Instagram, <laughs> yep. oh, and then yeah. Michael's in the middle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let us know where you think Michael's at. <laughs> I'll dig, or what I'll, the difference is. I'll dig into some pictures. You know what the difference is between a hillbilly cowboy and redneck? Let us know. So, what's your please. favorite kind of beer? If I were to drink beer, it doesn't drink. Have you um, ever, you've never even, have you drinking beer before? Have you drank beer? No. Have you drunken beer? The only alcohol. I was stuttering like that because I was like, wait, is that right? <laughs> Are you drunk right now? <laughs> A little tips from last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, no, joking. Drink like um, nine Coronas. No, I don't like the smell of beer. I've never had a taste of Oh, you never had a taste of beer? I'm, like a sip, but I've never had like a drink uh, of anything ever. Okay. Damn. It's all right. Well, you're not a hillbilly in that no. respect. But I did have a great uncle that used to make his own something, and there's a jug of it. We still have a jug of it in the house, and you open it up, and it just smells like pure rubbing alcohol. Was it? Oh, moonshine. moonshine. And you can just you can just have like 
Yeah. What's your favorite beer? Tiny bit. Oh, shit. Man, there's so many good ones. Will you go with light, dark, red, uh, ale? Light, usually. Yeah. Um, If I do drink dark, it would be Guinness. I like a good Barg's root beer. <laughs> um, I, I'd go with like a, a a mocha Irish death if I was going dark. Damn. Uh, actually, bomb. so Manny's, Manny's pale good, yeah. yeah, Manny's pale is pretty I'm good. not a big IPA guy, though. That's like or it's just top. too... Yeah, that's good because it's like a wheat. Yeah, it's kind of like a... Good. Yeah, that and Blue Moon. It's pretty much the same beer. Yeah. Uh not Bulgarian. You know what I can't I can't do uh Belgian. It's a Belgian wheat ale, that's what it is. Yeah. You know what I can't do anymore since my birthday is uh fucking hard A. Really? Dude, like I just look at it and I'm just like, nah, not yeah. pass. I just nah, it just doesn't go down. Took a couple drinks at my mom's Man. last night. But that's part of my like that's part of my uh like family's tradition now is like family meetings. So whenever we have a get together. So, Family meeting. So yeah, everybody down. gets up and takes shots. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so we're super healthy uh, in my family. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's that it from the up. alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> if you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag mind versus muscle.